Hey, family, in today's video, we're going to be talking about four things you should never be too busy for. But before we get into those four things, let's take some time to break down a few points so that we can be pointed in the right direction to ensure that we're not busy when we should be focused. But there's a big difference uh, in regards to being busy and being productive. Here's a definition or the distinction. The biggest difference between being busy and being productive is that being busy often involves a lot of activity and movement, but may lack a clear purpose or meaningful results. Whereas being productive means efficiently using your time and energy to achieve specific valuable outcomes. In other words, productivity is about getting things done while business can sometimes be mere motion without progress. So many individuals, especially highly successful individuals or people, period, are too busy for the important things. See, a lot of the structures within society were built satanically to ensure that we are not present for important things. Look at most career paths. Look at most things that people are consumed with. It's taking up precious time. In all my videos, when I talk about time, I say you don't spell time, T-I-M-E. You spell time, L-I-F-E. How you spend your time is how you spend your life. The Bible talks about uh, um, be careful then how you walk, not as the unwise, but as the wise, making the best use of the time for the days of evil. That scripture letting us know that it's our responsibility to ensure that we're making the best use of our time. Time was meant to be used, not abused. And when you abuse your time, you abusing your life. And the only time or the only reasons why we abuse our time is because we don't know our, our proper use. See, abuse means abnormal use, meaning using things abnormally, using a particular thing and not in the way it was intended. See, God has an original design for everything in life. He has an original design for husbandhood, wifehood, parenting. He has original design for family, community. He has original design for all the things under time. But the issue is we are not clear of God's original designs. Therefore, our lives are out of alignment and we cannot fully fill our assignments. If you're not good at managing your time, don't get married. If you're not good at managing your time or life, don't make a baby. Like if you're not able to manage, then don't get don't do then do not create something that you can't handle. So it's very important that we understand what it means to be present. I'm talking about, I've talked about it in a lot of other videos, the importance of ensuring that we're positioning ourselves for holistic success. God wants us to be successful in every area. He wants us to be whole in every area. Holes in any area of life will hinder your ability to hold that area. So if you want to properly hold a marriage, properly hold children, properly hold these different things, then you have to to be whole. Oftentimes the reason why we're busy is because we don't really believe that God is able, that God is present, that God will compensate for invested time. Most people, they love to invest their times in their careers or their professional endeavors because of the monetary value they'll receive after the investment. But a lot of people are going to be so consumed with providing one dimensionally that they're going to lose everything in their life because they're not providing holistically. And so when it talks about being busy is saying being busy often involves a lot of activity. Less is more.
You don't always have to activate or to be active. So many of us are so active and in our activeness, we are activating things that are only going to consume more time and more energy activating friendships with people who are not qualified to be your friends, activating relationships with people whose ships have already sunk, activating all these different things, activating kids sexually. And then when you have a baby, you're not able uh, to take care of that child. We're active in a lot of different areas and we're activating more responsibilities that we don't currently have the ability to respond to its needs. So we got to begin to think about our activities. Do we have our lives involving a lot of activity and movement, but may lack a clear purpose or meaningful results? So anytime you're invested or engaging in in things, you have to have a clear purpose. The things of God are clear. God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of clarity. God wants you absolutely clear about what is near your life. And so you got to think about it. Am I so busy to the point where I have no clear purpose or reason why I'm doing it? Or or am I pursuing something that's not going to really garner holistic, meaningful results? Let's keep going. It says, whereas being productive means efficiently using your time and energy to achieve specific, valuable outcomes. Productivity means I'm here to produce. I'm here to create a production. Like my marriage, I want my marriage to be a production so that when people who are in the crowd observing the movie called My Marriage, observing the production called My Marriage, they're able to see a masterpiece. I want people to see as I'm fathering my daughter that they see a production, that that they want to hear an encore, that they they want to hear see the credits and and, want to see how God gets the credit for the whole production. See, when people look at your life, it's a production. And you don't want people to be confused, wondering where the plot is going, wondering where there's a lack or observing and seeing there's a lack of character development in the movie. And so when you're productive, you have a clear goal. You're specific. You're specific with your wife, specific about your uh, 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 um, um, needs and specific about what you feed. Right. And your goal is to ensure that there are valuable outcomes. It says, in other words, productivity is about getting things done while business can sometimes be mere motion without progress. And and let's get down to um, some reasons. It says many people are often too busy doing the following things, which can take away from more important aspects of life. So here are one, two, three, four, five, six things that oftentimes people are too busy doing which can take away from more important aspects of life. Number one, endless work. Endless work is for my professionals, entrepreneurs, et cetera. It says excessive work hours and overcommitment to professional responsibilities can take away time from personal life, health, and relationships. So endless work. Do you understand that this system, which has been satanically designed, was was designed to ensure that there's endless work? More work, more work, less time with family, less time in your health. And a lot of people have been stretched so wide and are so busy to the point to where they're breaking down in the process. Listen, when you understand that you're in partnership with God professionally, then you will go to sleep at night. Then you will let God open doors. Could it be that the job that you're on right now, the professional path that you're pursuing right now was never never the path that God wanted you to pursue? 
Or could it be that if it is where God wants you to pursue, that, that you've neglected in prioritizing or, or, or leaning in or, on, or more on God's grace for the race? See, the issue is this. A lot of people pursue professional endeavors and, and pursue careers, and then and then they expect their family uh, to uh, immerse themselves in their selfish ambitions. See, it is not my, uh, it, I should not be the type of husband, give me one second. I should not be the type of husband that tells my wife, you have to assimilate into my life, right? No. We should be able to be in a position where we understand that God's grace is sufficient. Like, like God would never lead you down a path that God has not graced your wife for, that he hasn't graced your children for, that he hasn't graced your husband for. God would never lead you on a race where there's no grace. But the issue is we like to erase certain principles and precepts from scripture. And then we wondering why that there, the sufficiency of God's grace, which is sufficient for salvation, is not sufficient for your ambitions. Like God is not going to grace you to do something that he didn't call you to. He's not going to grace you to live a life that's not balanced. He's not going to grace your family and force your family to run a race that he didn't call y'all to. That's why it's important to understand your partnership with God, that you don't erase God out of your life, but that you embrace God into your life so you can have the grace for the race of your life. And then you'll begin to see your family supernaturally in sync with what it is that God wants you to succeed at. That's why God's grace is needed, that God will give your wife the bandwidth, give your husband the capacity, give your children the, the excitement to immerse themselves in a holistic pursuit for legacy and progression. Where you'll begin to see your wife is able to compensate and your wife is able to uh, 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 be delegated to it and everything is harmoniously working together because God's grace is, is sufficiently supplying. The, the 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 stretchness of certain aspects of career and professional endeavors. But if you're caught up in a professional endeavor or you lack the priorities, my friend, then you will begin to find yourself overly committed to your professional responsibilities, being a slave, salary is slavery, being a slave to a corporation, slave to entrepreneurial endeavors, and then you find yourself losing your people along the way. Number two, digital distractions. Spending too much time on social media, streaming platforms, and endless scrolling can consume valuable time that could be used for more meaningful activities. So many of us are so addicted to this device, so addicted to this thing, right? Why do you think they call it the World Wide Web? Like, like there's spiders in these webs causing you to be dopamine connected to this device to the point to where you're not even focused on the things that's in your life. And so what are you so consumed with? Listen, why do you think they call it a social media feed? What is your feed feeding you? Like you have to customize your social experiment. I mean, experience. You should customize your social experience, making sure that you like things and follow activities that lead you towards. It's like if you look at my Instagram uh, explore page, it's full of babies. It's full of food, too. Don't get it wrong. And it's full of business and God things so that when I'm scrolling through, I have a high probability of feeding on things that will feed me so I can feed my people, my village, my community. And so if you're going to be invested or immersed digitally, you got to make sure that 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 is pushing you and feeding you 
to motivate you to be a better father, to be a better husband, to be a better mother, to be a better wife, to be a better individual, to pursue the things of God. It should be feeding not just you uh, 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 comically, which is nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with laughter, but you got to make sure that you're feeding things digitally that's going to help you holistically. So a lot of people spend too much time on social media, streaming platforms, and endless scrolling. And this will consume valuable time. Like, what happens on Sunday morning when you get that screen time report for the iPhone users? How many hours per day do you spend on this device? If you're going to be on this device so many hours, make money. Like, like I'm always on my phone looking for better ways for, for not just making money financially, but making more and becoming more. But if you're going to be on this device, start a business. Turn this thing into an assistant. Turn this thing into a business. If you're going to be in the midst of it, but you also got to make sure you put time restraints on it because you don't want to be so caught up in this that now your children don't even get the attention they need. Your spouse doesn't get the, the attention that they need. And then since your lack of attention is in their direction, now you put them in mental and emotional detention and they find themselves locked up in a, in a, in a relationship, locked up under parenting that they was never meant to be locked under. Give me one second. So we see that we cannot just be so immersed in these devices. Number three, overcommitting. Saying yes to too many social, community, or volunteer obligations can result in an overcrowded schedule that leaves little time for self-care and personal relationships. So you got to make sure that you're not overcommitting. And I talked about uh, overcommitment in my boundary video. So take some time to watch that video I did earlier um, uh, last week or later, later last week. Number four, chasing perfection. I was guilty of this. Striving for perfection in every task can lead to time-consuming efforts that may not significantly impact the end result, taken away from efficiency and effectiveness. I, I was guilty of this. I was a perfectionist. Now I'm a progressionist. I don't focus on perfection. I focus on progression. See, when I try to put on perfection, I began to realize that I was too imperfect to carry perfection. But there was a perfect one that carried my imperfection so I can focus on progression. And when you focus too much on perfection in regards to deeds and not instead of focus on perfection, who is he? See, when I focus on perfection, perfection means I'm focused on the perfect one who is perfecting his work in me. Even in the midst of my imperfections, things seemingly come out perfect. Even in an imperfect display of, of this video, some words that I stuttered on or words that I missed or words that I whatever, the anointing still cause it to be effective. And when you focus too much on being perfect, then you will never get anything done. And a lot of people are waiting for perfect conditions to get things done. And if you wait for perfect conditions to get anything done, you won't even start to even get a thing done. That's why when you begin to understand, hey, God is the one perfecting in me, that God is going to be the one that will have a perfect uh, uh, a display <clears throat> or a perfect delivery in whatever that I carry. And But if you get too caught up <clears throat> on being a person that's chasing perfection, my friend, you're going to end up being burned out. The goal in life is to strive for progression. Celebrate your growth. Celebrate every day that 1% growth. I don't care if you grow 1% every week. That's better than someone not growing at all. That's better than someone that's pursuing perfection. Perfection is an excuse oftentimes, keeping people from executing. 
And so you got to be able to say, because I used to waste so much time trying to create the perfect book, trying to create the perfect video, the, trying to create the perfect thing versus realizing the authenticity of perfection being oozed out of something imperfect. That the goal should not be focused on what I give out, but the anointing that's in what I'm giving out. And oftentimes when you're just progressing through life and you're growing into things of God, man, the things that you do will come out anointed and will come out exceeding the expectations of people that you are trying to be perfect for. Number five, chores and errands. An abundance of household chores and errands can occupy a substantial portion of one's day, leaving less time for relaxation, personal development, or quality time with loved ones. Things don't have to be perfect. The house don't have to be perfectly clean. Like you don't have to be uh, every Saturday. You have to go out and shopping is your therapy. Like you don't have to. And, and if you deal with the root reason, I'm not saying they're saying, no, clean your house, clean your house. But what I'm saying is when you're OD about certain things, about having to get things done or having to go out or having to do this every Saturday or whatever, then because that's that's helping you to escape the reality of your life, then my friend, that will consume precious time, especially when it comes to personal development and creating things in your life. For Thompson, we'll keep going. Last but not least, another time-consuming thing that causes people to be busy is procrastination. Putting off important tasks can create a cycle of playing catch up, making it challenging to allocate time to more meaningful pursuit. Uh, uh, meaningful pursuits. I'll read it again. Putting off important tasks can create a cycle of playing catch up, making it challenging to allocate time to more meaningful pursuits. It happens often all of the time. <clears throat> so when you begin to put off things over and over again. And now you're playing catch up in yesterday's work. It takes away from today's focus. That's why it's important to do things immediately. God is looking for Mr. and Mrs. Immediately, not Mr. and Mrs. Eventually. See, the Bible, when the Bible talks about how when Jesus was choosing his disciples, the Bible talks about how immediately they dropped their nets and followed him. Immediately they dropped their nets and left their father Zebedee to go follow him. But but there are oftentimes a lot of us, we're not able to follow Jesus through because we're Mr. and Mrs. Eventually. We'll eventually get to it. Like, you know, time ain't promised. Tomorrow's not promised. Like, like you got to get things done today because God, when God is pushing you to get things done now, he's creating opportunities for you to get things done later. So you pushing off that project, you pushing off that obedience Right. It's going to hinder you from being able to flow in an obedience as a husband, as a wife, as a parent. And so when you understand the importance of how every moment is connected, how you maximize this moment will determine if you are able to 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 benefit in this moment, then you will be obedient. You will be led by the spirit of God. You'll be like, I'm not putting this off. Could it be you putting off that book is keeping you from being in a position to make money? Could it be that creative idea that God gave you the summer to work on? It has now pushed that life you desire back six years. Procrastination. It's the number one thing that pushes dreams back. Could it be that the thing that God wanted to deliver to you today could not come today because you wasn't able to deliver on another project before? 
You got to start thinking that windows of opportunities do close and you can't procrastinate on certain things, especially in these times. There's going to be a lot of people. And the Bible talks about that. The five wise and the five foolish virgins, the five wise managed their oil. The five foolish virgins wasted their oil. They wasted their oil on, on whatever they wasted on. But then when the bridegroom came, they didn't have enough oil and they tried to take oil from up from those who had the oil. And those people who had the oil did not want to spoil their oil because they still needed that oil. But so many people are not managing their oil. They're not managing their, their anointing. They're not managing the oil that's used to keep the engine running smooth. And they're procrastinating. They're not getting to it. They're not staying focused. And now they're busy playing catch up. To something that if they would have stayed in sync with God, they would have already been in the position they desired. It, the reason why you're not where you are, you don't have to look far. Look in the mirror and you'll see where you are. And so that's why we got to begin to say, hey, man, I'm not going to waste my time playing catch up. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to repent. I'm going to confess my sin of procrastination. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to renew my mind in these different areas. And if it's imposter syndrome, if it's fear of failure, if it's insecurities, whatever it is, I got to let it out of my life because it's hindering my life from reaching that life and life more abundantly that Jesus promised to those who follow him. Now, here are the four things you should never be too busy for. And then I'm going to give you some quick tips on how to free up time for those different things. Number one, you cannot be too busy for God. Please understand, do not be too busy for God. It is not wise to be too busy for God. See, your relationship with God should not surround your life. Your life should surround your relationship with God. Your relationship with God should be the thing that everything orbits because it's in him that we live and move and have our being. God is in the midst of everything. And when we allow God to, 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 to lead us in everything, then we'll begin to see those things activate to greater versions of themselves. That's why I'm going to read this. It says uh, there's two things that, that are consequences of being too busy for God. Number one, spiritual neglect. A busy life can lead to neglect of one's spiritual needs which may result in a sense of spiritual emptiness and disconnection. Right now, do you feel spiritually empty and spiritually disconnected? My friend, if it, if you do feel this way, then that's a sign you're too busy for God. If you rarely pray, if you rarely read your Bible, you're too busy. If the first thing you reach for is your phone or the first thing you reach for is, is other things, and you're not reaching with your voice, with praise filled in every breath, giving God glory and giving God thanksgiving for life, then you're too busy for him. If you find yourself more consumed in any and everything and your prayer life is on minutes when your other life is on hours, then my friend, you're too busy. And when you neglect your spiritual needs, and you're not allowing yourself to be spiritually fed, then my friend, you can't be surprised if things around you are emotionally, mentally, and spiritually dead. A busy life can lead to neglect of one's spiritual needs. You have spiritual needs. We have to understand that we are spiritual beings. The core of you is a spirit. The Bible says, Jesus was talking about, he says, the father is looking for true worshipers, those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God is not concerned about your physical and emotional or mental worship. See, I talked about this in other videos, how 
Satan has condensed worship from being as 95% focused down to a 5% expression. See, worship on 11 o'clock on Sundays or worship albums were only meant to be 2 to 5% of the worship experience. Your true worship is how you live your life. What you do, the motives behind what you do, who you're doing it for is the full consumption or the full uh, canonization of worship. Worship is not what you do at church. Worship is not what you do when you're singing with these songs. The devil condensed it to music and cathedrals for a reason because he knows if I can get people thinking that that's worship, they'll never be a worshiper in their life. Worship is what you do at the job. Worship is what you do with your wife. Worship is what you do to your husband. Worship is how you respect your husband. Worship is how you love your wife. Worship is being present with your children. Worship is uh, laying your life abandoned before God. That's worship. Worship is doing everything that you were created to do in excellence. That's worship. Worship is what you do when no one's watching. That's worship. Worship is the real authenticity and the real motives behind what you do. That's worship. And when you neglect the spirit, man, then my friend, you will be emotional, mental, and physical addicted, consumed with these cares of these lie of this life. Worship is not about what you do. Worship is who you are and worship is who you do it for. Most people right now that swear they worship God is really worshiping the beast. They're really worshiping the system. They're really worshiping the devil. So a busy life can lead to neglect of one's spiritual needs. You and I must pray. If we don't pray, we end up as prey. If we don't pray, we become prey. The Bible said the devil roams around seeking whom he may devour. If we don't pray, everything in our lives becomes prey. I don't got time for the devil praying on my children, praying on my wife, praying on my properties, praying on my life, praying on my downfall. I got to stay on my knees praying. I got to cover everything because anything you do not cover in prayer is vulnerable. So what have you been spiritually neglecting because you're too busy? See, busy is being under Satan's yoke, B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. The enemy wants you to be yoked in these different systems, causing you to be busy, causing things not to end up easy. That's why following God in the beginning is very difficult. That's why I tell my students all the time, do the hard things first. Make hard things easy. Embrace the hard things of life. Embrace this relationship with God and his difficulties because the more you embrace it, it gets easier because you're fed, you're nourished. So if you feel spiritually empty and you're not spiritually full, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength and in his presence is a fullness of joy. So when you tap into his presence early, you'll be full of joy. Nobody drives a car on E and never fill it. You got to get filled first because you never know how far you got to drive today. You don't know how much gas you're going to spend today. So you got to go to God and get filled. <clears throat> you got to go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Right now, those who have the Holy Spirit, we have the Holy Spirit in full, but we're not fully filled. Please understand what I'm saying. Right now, a lot of us are full of the Holy Spirit. We have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying uh, today you get 40% of the Holy Spirit, and then the, the more works you do and the great, the more accomplishments you do, you get then 30 more percent of the Holy Spirit. No, right now we are fully full of the capacity of the Holy Spirit, full power, the fullness of the God that is in us. But just because we're full 
or we have him in full doesn't mean we have allowed him to fully feel. What are those areas in your life that you still have locked to the Holy Ghost? That you haven't allowed him to fill that abandonment room, to fill that rejection room, to fill that lust room and turn it into love, to turn that abandonment to acceptance, turn that rejection to, um, to projection. Like you got to allow him to say, okay, what rooms have I not allowed him to fill? Because when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and every room of abandonment, rejection, depression, or whatever locked closet or basement or attic that you have not allowed him to be livable in. When you allow him to fill those different areas, man, you become you become top tier husband, top tier wife, top tier father, fulfilling every role at a high level. So just because you have the Holy Spirit in full, you got to ask yourself, have I allowed him to fully fill? Number two, lack of guidance, not making time for spiritual practice or spending time with God can mean missing out on guidance, support and comfort. We need to not be we it's, it, 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 We can't afford to be too busy for God because it's in him that we live, move and have our being. Like we need his guidance. We need his support. We need his comfort to navigate this life. Number two. We should never be too busy for personal development or our personal health. So for the last few weeks, I've been talking about holistic success, how God wants us to be holistically well so that we can be holistically successful in every area. A lot of high successful people are very successful career in their careers and very successful in their professional pursuits. A lot of people are very successful one-dimensionally, but God wants us to be highly successful in every area. He wants us to be high fulfillers, fulfilling every role. My goal in life is to make sure I'm fulfilling my role as a husband, father, a worker, employee, entrepreneur, whatever it is, to fulfill it at a high level. So that he can get optimum glory from it. But number two, we should never be too busy for personal development health. Number one, stagnation and health issues are the two consequences. Neglecting personal development can lead to a lack of growth, skills, and self-improvement. Every day, every week, we should endeavor to improve. I do. I will do my wife a disservice. I will do my daughter a disservice if I don't develop. I cannot use the techniques or the methods that I use to pursue my wife in a dating phase right now with her as a mother and a wife. I have to elevate. I have to check the updates. Do you know that the Holy Spirit wants you up to date? That's why he sends you updates. Could it be that you haven't downloaded the updates? Could it be that you still got that red notification right there in your spirit, man, that's telling you you need to update as a husband? But if you ignore the updates to become a husband, then you will not be able to feed the wife. You will not be able to feed your, your children as a father. They're, the Holy Spirit is often giving us updates. Our phone didn't get that from, they wasn't the originators of that. The Holy Spirit is the originator of that. What updates is waiting for you to click accept? Imagine if you allow the Holy Spirit to update you into a better man, which then updates you into a better husband, which updates you into a better father, that will update you into being a better man in society. Imagine you as a young lady, if you accepted the update of the Holy Spirit to update you into a woman that will then position, update you into becoming an amazing wife and mother and woman in society. Imagine if we actually accepted the updates. And so it's important for us to say, hey, I have the person develop because I got to catch up. I got to be ahead of my wife as the leader. I got to I got to meet her at the curve. 
I can't just be trying to play catch up with my wife. I got to be so on my knees, so focused in God, so sensitive to him, humble in my life to make sure that I'm positioned with the Holy Spirit to flow ahead of her. So that when she goes to the next step of motherhood, the next step of wifehood, I'm there to catch her. I'm, I'm up there with her. Especially us men, we should not be playing catch up with our wives. We should be leading them. But neglecting personal development can lead to a lack of growth. Where do you need to grow? And skills. In my coaching program in Fulfillment Elite, in my fulfillment programs, I talk about the importance of skills. We need better skills. We need skills, uh, uh, marital skills, communication skills, relationship skills, parenting skills, uh, uh, manly skills, womanly skills, the, uh, cooking skills, cleaning skills. Like we, skills is what sustains the wills. Skills sustains the will of God for your life. And so if you want to learn more about that program, check out my website. <clears throat> but I talk a lot about that. And I'll probably talk about that in another video. Number two, health issues. Being too busy for self-care can result in physical and mental health problems, including stress, burnout, and lifestyle-related diseases. Do you know that 80% of most diseases are based upon lifestyle? And lifestyle is based upon the style of life that we choose to live? So imagine if you chose the style of life. God is the ultimate lifestylist. He said, man, I've already created your style. See, I said in another video that God is not trying to change who you are. He's just trying to change how you are. He's trying to give, he's trying to add a new style. He's trying to customize his unique style on you. So that when you live that lifestyle, that style of life, that style of life and life more abundantly, then you will have abundance in every area of your life. And that's why you have to begin to assess your lifestyle. What is it? The abandonment, the rejection, the insecurity that's leading you to, that's setting you up to be disappointed. Because you have elevated expectations, which then plummets you to emotionally eating or being emotionally attached to someone that doesn't have your back. And now you're stressed and you don't rest because they got you in a relationship emotional roller coaster. Man, which then leads to stress, burnout and diseases. So being too busy for self-care. Listen, no can save your life. <laughs> yes can take your life. A lot of people say yes to the wrong situation and lost their life. And if they would have said no, they'll still be alive. No will save your life. Right now, many people are saying yes to so many things that's causing them to be worn out, opening them up for diseases, leading to death. That's the devil's design. Death is the devil's design. The devil's design is for your death prematurely. And so he knows what buttons to push or what buttons to uh, 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 or levers to pull. He knows what, or these demons know exactly what will cause you to be stressed. That's why God says, I want to give you rest. The devil wants to give you stress. You cannot become your best in stress. You become your best in rest. And so when you understand that, you'll begin to say, hey, I got to take my health seriously because once you die, everything that's left in you dies with you. Like, I don't, that's why I got to make sure I stay on my health and, and really begin to focus on different things. I don't want to die prematurely on my wife, die prematurely on my daughter, die prematurely with 14 more books left in me, seven more businesses left in me, generational wealth still in me. So you can't be too busy for you. Just got back from the gym. No matter how tired I had to go to the gym, and now I'm in, in doing my video. Number three, you, we should never be too busy.
for our relationships. We should never be too busy for our core relationships. The two consequences of being too busy for our relationships leads to isolation and strained relationships. Let's talk about isolation. Neglecting relationships can lead to feelings of loneliness and isolation, impacting emotional well-being. This is what happens. There's a lot of highly successful people who are too busy for their relationships, too busy for their wife, too busy for their husband, too busy for their children, too busy for their parents. They're too busy for their core God-given relationships. And when you're too busy for them, they become neglected. And when they feel neglected, they'll feel rejected. And when they feel rejected, they will then follow through the exit. And all of a sudden now your wife done left you, your husband done left you, and they left you emotionally. They left you mentally first. See, people don't just leave you physically right away. They left you mentally months ago. They left you mentally, emotionally years ago because you left them strained. But if you if you invest in your relationships, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in another video, but when you begin to invest in them, then you will bring the best out of them. And when you bring the best out of them, then they'll give their best to you. And that will uh, vitalize you, strengthen you, to lifting you. And then all of a sudden now your businesses get better. Then, then, then favor gets better. I know for a fact, if I don't treat my wife right, God will not hear my prayers. I don't want God to bless through me to keep them. I want God to bless us. And I don't want to be isolated that, that now because I didn't pay that bill, that maintenance bill. Do you understand that marriage comes with maintenance fees? That, that wives come with maintenance fees, fellas, and vice versa? That if I don't take time to pay the bill, bill will, or will will, some other guy will. So we create unnecessary spiritual warfare against our loved ones because we're not loving the ones. And we're, instead, we're loving the wrong ones. But when you begin to love them, then you actually spiritually protect them. If I, if I neglect my wife and if I don't spend time with her, if I don't listen to her, if I don't play with my daughter, if I'm not invested, then it, it opens the door for the enemy to bring some other guy, sweet nothings, we sweet sayings to get it opens her up to be weak. Also for wives, all these different things. The devil wants to break relationships, break families because they're the bedrock of society. That's why the devil's after manhood and, and reversing the home and making a woman in charge. And now the man has been decapitated and demasculated. And now he feel like he can't even lead his home. And, and now the women is leading the home. That's why I never adopted that phrase. Go ask your mama. It ain't going to be no go ask your mama. And what I mean by go ask your mama, I'm talking about like, I have no say so. Go ask your mama. Like just because you not everything should be for peace sake. Sometimes you got to face certain things and make sure that the enemy's not opening doors. We'll talk about that in another video. But what I'm saying is you don't want to get up in isolation. Catch the video on strain relationships coming out pretty soon. I don't know if it's this week or next week. Next, number two, consequence, strained relationships. Busy schedules can strain relationships with family and friends, potentially leading to conflicts and distancing. We'll talk about strained relationships again. You don't want to strain relationships. You want to strengthen relationships. Ooh, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about that. Make sure you subscribe because that's strained versus strengthened relationships. It's going to be a great video for the for, and for all the people that need it. Last but not least, you we should never be too busy for legacy preparation. 
We should never be too busy for legacy preparation. What do I mean by that? The Bible says a wise person leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Right now, my daughter's one years old, and I'm already thinking about her and her kids. Before my wife was even conceived, I was thinking about customizing my fatherly experience. Before I had a child, I was creating, customizing how I want to father her. Reading articles, reading books, watching videos, spending time with God, because I didn't want her to show up and then I have no skills. I didn't want her to show up and I'm not off the gate implementing fatherly biblical systems to ensure that she's sustained. So right now I'm living my life, doing my life to ensure that she has the life that God designed for her to live because her parents was there to make sure she had it. But also I'm thinking about her children's children. I don't want her to start over when her and my wife are gone, when me and my wife are gone and we're 80 some years old. And we left her with no money, left her with no house, left her with no money, left her with nothing to keep the legacy going in her life according to God's purpose for her. You have to start planning for legacy. Do not leave those in your life with nothing. Here are two consequences, limited impact and regret. A life that's overly busy may result in limited time for activities that contribute to leaving a lasting legacy. See, leaving a legacy, and I'm going to talk about this in another video, is not about leaving them just money. It's leaving them an inheritance mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually, relationally, with skills, with understand. That's why I don't believe in these people who 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 say I'm not going to leave my children with no money. That's toxic. That's your fault. You didn't raise them with money management abilities. That's your fault. You didn't raise them to be responsible individuals in society to be able to manage money. That's your fault. You didn't raise your children well. So now you tell now you saw that you rose some brats and you rose some negligent individuals. Now you don't want to leave no money to them. No, in my house, I'm going to raise my daughter, I'm going to raise my kids to understand legacy, to understand family, to understand kingdom. So when it's time to leave them millions, when it's time to leave them houses, when it's time to leave them lands, they can manage them well with their hands. Number two, regret. Not making time to work on one's legacy can lead to feelings of regret later in life as opportunities may be missed. Do you know how many highly successful people are missing out on opportunities as we speak? That the opportunities are before them to invest into their children. The opportunities are there to invest in their, their marriage. The opportunities are there. And now they're out there getting, setting themselves to for regretting. You don't want to get so caught up on getting, 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 gathering, gathering, gathering. But then you end up on your deathbed on the front porch with no wife and no kids See, I don't, I'm, the life that I envision is this, that when I'm older, I want all my children to always want to come visit me. I, I don't, I don't want to be a husband uh, uh, that, that the house is silent once the kid's gone. I don't want to be a dad where I'm begging them to come visit me uh, and I'm in my feelings because they won't come visit me. I want to be such a good dad that they always want to be at my house. I want to be such an amazing husband that, that I'm still flirting with her in the kitchen at 78. She, she still, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, yeah, that's what I want. That's legacy. I want it to be where, where the kitchen, where it's Sunday or Saturday, that, that they're knocking at my door and, and talking about, Dad, where are we going to eat today? Dad, where are we going? That's what I want. And if I want that, I have to do stuff now. I have to make deposits now. I have to make investments now. If I want family to be around, 
But how many people, highly successful people, are full of diseases right now on their deathbed with regret? How many highly successful people knowing they're five minutes away from meeting their maker and they know they didn't even do anything for his glory? How many people on the front porch and and they're drinking sweet tea alone because nobody wants to come to their home? I hate to think. I don't want to live that life and you shouldn't want to live that life either. And so don't be so caught up on uh, uh, braggadociously saying that I provide for my family financially, but you're not providing for them spiritually. You're not providing for them mentally. You're not providing for them emotionally and you're not providing for them physically. You're not providing for them legacy wise. Balancing these aspects is crucial to leading a lead to lead a fulfilling life that includes spirituality, personal growth, strong relationships, and a, the creation of a meaningful legacy. Will people miss you when you're gone? I want people to be like, yo, when it's my time to go and I'm 80 something years old, it's my time to go. Man, the people going to be like, man, that man was a good man. He's going to be highly missed. I wanted to be where everywhere I go because it's been prophesied that I'm only going to be places temporarily, right? And so I wanted to be just like when I left my elementary school to work at the school I'm at now. Me and the principal cried in her office. I remember driving and, and, and I was nervous. I was shaking because I knew I had to call my principal and let her know that, that, that there's a job that, I, that was an offer I could not refuse. And as I was calling her, she said, she said, OK, tell me when you get here. And then when I walked into her office and I sat down. I started crying because I know, I knew that when I leave this school, that Ezzy effect, that's that that God vibe is going to be gone. And when I started crying, I told her, I ain't going to say her name, but I told her, principal, <laughs> I got to go. She started crying and we cried in her office. And you know what she said to me that I'll never forget? She said, you leaving this school is going to be like leaving a, a hole like the Grand Canyon. And when I made my last tour, the cafeteria ladies were crying. People couldn't stop hugging me. That's legacy. That no matter where you go, you leave it better than you left it. I mean, you leave it better than you met it. So when you have that mentality of legacy that, that you impact so many people, and not just people outside of your core people, but you impact your core people too. I love when my wife give me compliments saying that I'm an amazing husband. I don't got to worry about anniversaries being weird. Let's keep going. Tips to free up time real quickly. Tips. And I probably do a part two. Number one, prioritize in order for you to ensure that you're not too busy for your for God, yourself, family and legacy. Number one, you got to prioritize. Identify what truly matters to you and prioritize those things. Let go of less important tasks and commitments. You have to prioritize identify what truly matters. Number two, time management. Use effective time management techniques like setting clear goals with your wife, with your husband, with your marriage, setting clear goals with your children, God-centered goals. You got to go and take your soul to your prayer closet and ask God, what are the goals for the souls in my life? So that my souls don't lead them away from you. Also, you have to uh, creating to do lists and using time blocks. You got to block off time for family. I don't like one thing that I've learned in life because 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 I know God loves me is that investing time in family is never wasted time. 
Investing in my personal development and health is never a waste of time. Investing time praying, reading my word is never a waste of time. Investing in legacy preparation never wastes time. Even if it takes time from writing a book, even if it takes time, you know how many times I'll be writing in my book in this room and my wife will come through this door and sit on this couch in front of me and start talking. She don't even care. She don't even care what I'm working on. She she knows her place. And you know what I do? I close the screen. If I get a text right in that my wife says, hey, it's time to go. I got to go. Right. So even though I may be making the best video of all time, it doesn't matter because God will take care of that. That's why it's never a bad thing to invest in the right things because God will compensate you in partnership with him. Number two, three, delegate. Learn to delegate tasks at work and at home to share the load. Delegate so you can make time for, for your filming. Number four, saying, saying no. Don't be afraid to decline additional commitments that don't align with your priorities. That's why I ask my wife, is it okay if I go live? Is it all right? Listen, if my daughter was up and my wife was like, I want to talk, this live wouldn't exist. It. And I have to trust that whatever God wanted me to do will be done at a more opportune time. So you have to say no. Tell your people at your job no. Do you know the people that will come after you for saying no to them at your job outside of your obligations? God will remove them before they try to remove you. Don't be afraid to say no. Don't, don't You don't got to bow down the bail. Number five, set boundaries. Establish clear boundaries to protect your time for important activities and relationships. Set boundaries. Did the video on set boundaries earlier. Number six, automate and streamline. Use technology to automate repetitive tasks and find ways to streamline your daily routines. Tech, we, we in the midst of so much technology, AI, all that kind of stuff. Utilize those different things to, to, uh, to automate so those things can send emails out for you and do things for you so you have more time. Number seven, self-care. Prioritize self-care and make time for relaxation, exercise, and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. That will benefit you in the long run. I don't want to be uh, broken down and ain't, ain't not able to run after my daughter and play with her. I don't want to be that. So you got to take care of yourself. Last but not least, quality over quantity. Focus on the quality of your time rather than the quant quantity. A few meaningful moments can be more valuable than being constantly busy. So what you got to do is say, I got my, I'm just going to give quality time. And that's why talk with your fa family. Listen, balance is not, there's going to be times where you're going to have to be balanced and going to have to be focused. There's going to be times, there's been times where my wife understood he's focused. He's, he's creating a path for us to get the house that she desires. He's, he's working hard. So she's not going to unnecessarily intervene or uh, uh, intercept what it is that I'm trying to, to, to create. But I have to communicate that with her. You just can't be pursuing selfish ambitions without communication. Oh, you, you shouldn't be pursuing any ambition without communication. And say, okay, this is what I feel the Lord is leading. I have to focus a little bit more in this time. And then communicate and then tell your son, hey, I may not be able to play for 50 minutes, but I'm going to give you the best 30 minutes. Babe, I'm not going to be able to do this right now because life is getting a little heavy. But understand, I'm going to give you the, when, when I'm done with this, I'm going to give you twice the time of this. Or if I can't get to you this week, I'm a, this weekend is our time. When you communicate and you actually demonstrate what you communicated, then people can tolerate it. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching my video. I, unfortunately, I won't have any time because I got to be, be mindful of the time. 10 o'clock is my max time, so I'm already six minutes over. Um, so I love you all. I pray this video is a blessing to you. Listen, if you need help in this area,
and you're an individual, that you're a high professional person or a person that's seriously uh, 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 willing to invest in themselves. And, and this video resonated you at points. You right now, you say, man, I'm not spiritually where I need to be. Coach, I don't even take care of myself. Coach, I'm, my relationships are strained. I'm losing my wife as I, as we speak. I'm losing my husband as we speak. I'm losing my children as I speak. And if you had a place right now, you say, man, I'm making a lot of money. I'm successful, but I have no legacy beyond leaving them stuff financially. Then I want you to go to my website, mycoachjosh.com. I have a coaching program that I'm going to be able to highly invest you <clears throat> that will potentially position you to fulfill at a higher level in every area. It's possible, my friend, because you have the Holy Ghost. And if you need that support, go ahead and go to my website right now, message me, and we'll get on the phone this week, and we'll talk about how I can serve you and help you with this one-year program. Because if you give me one year, my friend, you'll be you'll be different. Uh, you'll be better for the rest of the years. And so if that uh, uh, resonates with you or, you've, or if you know somebody that needs that, Tell them to go to my website, mycoachjosh.com. Go to my coaching tab and fill out the application in a holistic coaching program. That's where uh, we'll be focusing uh, coming up pretty shortly. And if you're struggling with your mindset and you need some things shifted, you need to pop the hood of your mind so that you'll be able to see why you're procrastinating, to see why you're in imposter syndrome or why you're not fulfilling at a high level, then check out my Mindset Mastery Program as well. Love y'all. Books, card games, all on my website, mycoachjosh.com. I know y'all got so many questions out here, but because of my family's sake, I got to get off this video. And because of my personal health, not personal, I'm good, but for me to get some rest so I can serve these kids tomorrow, I better get off now. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Catch y'all next time. Peace.